Hey everyone, I'm Coach Tony. Welcome to Coach Tony's Table where the madness always meets the method. This is the writing on the board. For those of you who are watching me right now, I look like a whole clown. Why? Because we're about to talk about House Bill 1134. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, I'm Coach Tony. Welcome back to the Writing on the Board podcast. So happy to have you here. Before I get into why I look like a whole entire clown on this this app, (laughs) let's do some quick housekeeping. I'm a mathematician. I am certified to teach 7th through 12th grade math in New York City. And I am noticing that the teaching profession is in trouble. So this platform aims to give educators an anonymous place to vent or to express what's wrong or to express their needs so that we can have a catalog of what teachers are actually looking for to return back to the classroom. We have had hundreds of thousands of teachers leave the profession in a short period of time, and that is dangerous to the future of our nation. So I hope to hear from you. And if you would like to submit anything, visit www.thewritingontheboard.com forward slash submit. I will read your entries and I will discuss them as soon as I get an opportunity. Either I will talk on my own and give my commentary or with a guest. So look forward to hearing from you. Second, this is episode 12, which is the last episode of season one. I am so happy to have had all of you on this ride for this long. Thank you for your support. Now let's get into it. House Bill 1134, what in the world is this and why am I looking like a clown? I think the first thing is to read the definition of a clown because it's necessary, okay? There's one definition here, a foolish or incompetent person. I'm a harp on that foolish. So let's talk about the bill and come back to why I got to look foolish today. So House Bill 1134 is currently in the state of Indiana. However, the thing about why I started this platform is that teachers don't really have a national platform. We're separated by states and by districts and by blocks. And it starts to make things ugly when we need to advocate for nationwide change. So on pretty much every episode, I've implored teachers of any state. I've implored teachers of every background. I've implored teachers who may not relate to the current episode to still advocate for those they do not know, still advocate for the causes that do not plague them. Um, And we will do the same. Because that is the way that we will start to enact changes across the board, across the nation. Because one thing is for certain, we are leaving across the nation. Every single state in this nation has been affected by teachers leaving. So just because this bill is currently presented in Indiana does not mean that other districts will not try to follow. Does not mean that it does not affect us. We need to stand together as teachers and act like it's happening to all of us. That being said, let me talk about this bill. This bill, in part, is asking that by August 1st, 
all lesson plans be posted on a school website for scrutiny by parents who may want to omit their child from learning said lesson. Now, when I say all lesson plans, I mean all lesson plans for the upcoming school year. If you're not an educator, let me quickly explain why this is ridiculous. Our lesson plans change daily. It's one thing if they had asked for a scope and sequence, but let me let me read some quotes from the, the direct bill as suggested, okay? This curriculum that is posted on a school portal needs to show, now I'm um, quoting, shows bibliographic or other information necessary to identify specific textbooks, audiovisual, electronic, digital, library, or other learning materials, including the title and the author, organization, or internet address. That's a lot of material. Okay. Um, this section applies to curricular material or an educational activity at a qualified school that is that is or is intended to be assigned, distributed, presented, or otherwise made available to a student in a course or class for which the student receives credit. So basically, they want us to know everything we're going to show the students. They want us to know, and I say us because, right, it's all of us right now. One teacher's affected, we're all affected. Because if this actually becomes a thing and it passes everything it needs to pass, trust and believe other districts, other states may look and say, should we copy that? Should we do that? And they would not have any idea why this decision is terrible. So they want us to have every material available, every assignment available, anything that we're going to present to students available before the school year starts. First of all, no two students are alike. So even when we, most teachers around the nation are required to submit some kind of lesson plans at least a week before, I'm speaking for myself and I'm sure many other educators when I say, even if I submit lesson plans a week ahead, I change them daily. What are situations that would make me change them? Uh, let's see. Someone posts a really great resource that I can use. Something happens in the news that could apply to what we talk about. Students have specific interests that I can tie a lesson into. Students do not do their homework and I need to repeat a lesson because I need them to do their homework. Students are advanced and I need to skip a few lessons. Students need prerequisite knowledge and I need to introduce lessons that maybe apply to a grade before. Students come in and they are upset. They are grumpy. They are hungry. They are tired. They are just not having a good day. And receptiveness is at an all-time low. I grouped students and I realized the groupings are not that great. So maybe I will uh, change the groupings and reteach this subject again. Students didn't identify with the material I chose. So I'll go ahead and do some research and choose another material to present the next day or whenever I can do a reteach. I walk into my classroom and there is nobody there because of a surge of COVID cases. And it doesn't make sense for me to teach that day. Hey, I'm going to edit things or I'm going to teach you something on the fly or we're going to do an activity that I pulled out of my hat. So many reasons for why I will edit a lesson plan every single time. So whether you are a new or veteran teacher, 
having lesson plans ahead of time doesn't change the fact that we are editing on the spot, on the moment, especially since we have technology at our fingertips. What's the point? What's the purpose of having a computer in the classroom if a student can't do research and look up certain things and find certain materials? According to what I just read, we would have to have already told parents the website and the specific materials, organization, authors, internet address that they would have to be exposed to. And the funny thing is there is a section in this bill that talks about when schools are not in compliance. So they fully intend to also punish through teachers who edit these curricula. It doesn't make any sense. So now, if you're an educator, everything I just said is probably very familiar to you. So what do you do? I'm going to tell you a phone number. 1-800-382-9467. Please call in opposition of House Bill 1134 because let me tell you something. If other states start to look and say, hmm, should we do that as well? Or other parents start to say, we want that for our schools as well. The domino effect will be really, really quick and don't nobody need all that. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell anybody how to parent their child. If you really feel like whatever is going to be taught is controversial, take your child out or send them to another class or have them removed. But I think that can be done a week ahead of time. Like, I don't think that needs to be done a whole year ahead of time. Honestly, most teachers are just out to to teach the truth. And whatever the truth is, you can discuss with your children how you want to interpret that truth or what you want your truth to be, but we would just really love if students would start to do their homework again and come to class ready and prepared. And, you know, we would love to stop spending our own money on things that you should be buying your kids. Like we really don't care about indoctrinating your kids. I think most teachers just want to do their job and teach about a subject they're passionate about. If you want me to send your child to it, and I'm a math teacher, so I don't think this applies as much to me as it would any a humanities class, but we do talk about real life things in math and we do make correlations to the co- economy and what's going on and, and the society we live in. So yeah, we may get to certain things, but I like to present facts. I don't know about you. So I don't know why most parents are concerned, but like I said, I cannot tell anybody how to parent their child. I just think you should wait until the week before like everyone else. Because if we're supposed to be providing like alternate lesson plans and stuff like that, trust me and believe me, we're about to go to TPT or print something real quick. It's not going to take that long. Like we go out to give your child an online resource. So just wait till the week of like the rest of the admin have to do for our lesson plans. And then you can contact me, email me and say, I prefer my child to not learn this. Or if you like a general scope and sequence of topics and you feel like I don't want my child to learn about this topic, that's on you. That's not on me. (laughs) At least I'll have documentation saying, you know, why the student doesn't have a proper grade on this. Not to mention, I learned once the pandemic started that grades don't mean anything since I was required to inflate all the grades of my student and it was just past them because why not? So at this point, I'm just like, okay, if you don't want your child here, I don't have a problem. What you're not about to do, because here's what's the thing. Every single day, a teacher has to adjust the lesson plan for the next day to make sure it's adapting to their students in real time, uh, grade whatever was handed in, input grades, contact parents, attend meetings, all this other stuff. When are we going to get time to do next year's lesson plans? And who want to pay us for that? Because I, I don't see anything in the bill about a stipend or anything like that. So I think I think this whole thing is is bugging out. So, 1-800-382-9467.
Um, because otherwise, like, I think everyone in Indiana should show up to work looking like how I do right now. And then when they say, like, Coach Tony, why are you out of uniform? It's like, out of uniform? No, 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 no. I, I had to write a year's worth of lesson plans by August 1st, which means you clearly see me just like this. Like, I am in uniform. <laughs> like, you want me to change this. I am about to go change my lesson plans because this don't make no sense. Y'all have us out here looking like clowns. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm, I'm sorry. Like... Change my chain. I'm out of. I'm out of uniform. Dress code. Dress code. No. As a matter of fact, I forgot my big red shoes. I'll have them next week because y'all really think I'm a clown. If someone ever came to me and said I needed to have all lesson plans, all materials, all resources available before the year starts, and me knowing that I may have kids that need specific attention and specific accommodations. And I may end up having to do extra resource, find, and you actually get me to submit those things by August 1st. Trust and believe I'm going to show up to school, however, and it will be a statement every single day. Let me not get carried away. They think we're clowns. That's all I got to say. Anyway, shout out to everyone who has made it for all of season one. This is the last episode of season one. So let me tell you what's going to happen in season two. This, uh, episode today was a preview of what is going to be a segment called the writing in the news. Okay, so starting in season two, there's going to be four segments. So anytime you listen to an episode, it could be one of four segments. This episode is a preview of what's called the writing in the news. A lot of things that are happening in the news affect teachers. And for those of you who listen to my platform regularly, I want to make sure that you're kept abreast. Uh, I do understand that there are parents who listen to my episodes, um, other people who are not in education that listen to my episodes. And I want you to understand how teachers are reacting to the things that are going on with us and also give other teachers uh, avenues to be able to help advocate for their fellow teachers going through whatever madness is in the news. So this is the writing in the news. Uh, You will hear some more of these episodes in season two. Another segment that you will hear in season two will be successful signs. Uh, I think that will be our next episode. So our next episode, the first episode of season two will be a successful signs episode. And in successful signs, we will interview successful people. Success looks different for different people. So I will not interview the same type of success all the time. But what I do want to ask them is what about school worked for you? What about school didn't work for you? What do you wish school did for you? Because a lot of people are successful and you'd be surprised to find that they learned what they needed to learn outside of school. And for the people that learned what they needed to learn inside of school, I want to know what that is. Because if our goal is to overhaul the education system, we want to be able to do so in a way that still retains what was effective for people that are successful. Another segment is called the typing on the board. Technology is our future. And so we need to start to have conversations with technology in terms of how are we servicing our students? What are the pitfalls of technology? And how do we help our students to use technology appropriately? I have some guests that are coming in future episodes that are participants in the ed tech space or work for ed tech companies. And so I want to start conversations with them about how they can help teachers be more productive in their classroom. The final segment is the segment that's been happening for the entire season one, which is reading the writing, where I will discuss any anonymous submissions that are made from teachers or educators or participants in the education space, okay? So 
any time you listen to an episode going forward, I will let you know what segment you're listening to so you get an idea of what you're going to be in for. But I hope season two is just as exciting as season one. Thank you, everyone, for uh, such a great season one. And let's let's do bigger and better in season two. As always, every episode, past and present and future, will be dedicated to my little brother. I recently gained custody legal guardianship of him because he recently lost his legs and he is someone who still inspires me to accomplish all of my dreams and for that I dedicate what my endeavors will be and are to him so thank you for an amazing season one everyone catch you in season two this is coach Tony signing out 12 8s, 9 6s, 12 9s, 1 8s, 12 10s, 1 20s, 12 11s, 132, and 12 12s, 144. Run it back. Do some more. Do some more.